Hey everyone, if you know me, you know that I've been investing in precious metals for many, many years. Once I realized that private banking cartels could drastically manipulate currencies, putting my family savings in jeopardy, I decided to take matters into my own hand and diversify our savings strategy. This is why I buy physical silver and gold and invest in metals through our Roth and 401k. And I only invest with Colonial Metals Group. CMG is the exclusive sponsor of The Shannon Joy Show, and they're helping me set up a safe and secure self-directed IRA where I have access to my assets no matter what the stock market or, for that matter, the government is doing. Let the team of experts at Colonial help you protect your family's future with an extra special offer just for the SJ audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver just for the SJ audience. Join me today and take back your power. Secure your wealth with Colonial Metals Group. Hello world, welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. Hello, world, and welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. We're broadcasting from the Joy Virtual Studio right here in the beautiful Finger Lakes region of New York State. It is Monday, October 23rd. So good to be with all of you today. So thankful for our sponsors, Augusta Precious Metals and our friends over at The Wellness Company, along with Goat Soap, QPGoatSoap.com. We're going to talk about them a little bit later in the program, just getting off a whirlwind weekend nine-hour marathon summit broadcast right here on Saturday. We welcomed Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Naomi Wolf, Dr. Ryan Cole, Jeffrey Tucker, and Bobby Ann Cox to Rochester, New York. It was an amazing event, huge success. So thankful for all of you. We had almost a thousand people packed in to the Bethel Christian Fellowship on East Avenue in Rochester. And uh, we're at right now on Twitter, over three, almost 360,000 views, well over 20,000 views on Rumble. And that's going to grow all week as we can continue to promote the the program. Just an amazing event, bombshell after bombshell. The collaboration between the speakers was phenomenal the energy in the room. Um, we are moving upwards towards $20,000 raised for Americans for healthcare alternatives. That is um, one month of operating cost so that they can open that wellness center here in Rochester, New York. And my, cu- my cup runneth over. It was just an amazing event. We are building that parallel economy, those parallel systems. And I'm just so thankful for all of you, for all of the guests. Very thankful for some of the elected officials. I want to give a quick shout out. Uh, We invited every locally elected statewide official in New York to come to the summit. We offered to comp their tickets. We didn't get that many showing up, to be honest. to you know, hear about our issues. But I do want to shout out Mark Cassini. He's running for Monroe County Executive. He made the time to stop by and to see all of you at the summit on Saturday. 
Tracy DeFlorio, she's a Monroe County legislator running for office. She made a, a point to be there as well. D'Andrea Ruhlman, uh, she's, he's, she's running for Monroe County Family Court Judge. And Mario Fratto, he's running for the Congressional 24th District as an independent. Really thankful that those lo- uh, locally elected leaders are there. This issue of medical freedom, vaccine awareness, it is really coming to a head. And bombshells coming out. We're going to be Moving in just a minute, we have a very special guest in the Joy Virtual Studio, Gal Shalev. He is an Israeli-Canadian. He lives in Israel right now. He's a content creator and citizen journalist, but he is in Israel, and he's going to give us the truth about the situation there and the conflict between Israel and Gaza right now from his eyewitness account, and uh, it's it's um, a, a big topic to tackle. And I, as you all know, I've been looking for some good sources on this issue. Um, we do want to cover it. There are many things that we have to cover here in the United States of America as the, the vaccine industry is just crumbling. I think we are close to a tipping point, but we do want to make sure that we're, we're keeping an eye on what's happening geopolitically, uh, where our foreign aid is going, what's, uh, you know, how the U.S. is um, involved with not only the Ukrainian conflict, but also what we're seeing now, the just horror show in Israel and Gaza. So Gal Shalev is going to be with us in a moment. Uh, but first, I just want to get to breaking news on the vaccine front. Um, things are falling apart. Steve Kirsch, a friend of the Shannon Joy Show, he has been on with us many times. I'm going to work on getting him in this week. Uh, just tweeted out breaking news. Um, this is huge. This is huge. So many people have are, are are in angst over the fact that these COVID-19 vaccines are still on the market. The adverse events, the turbo cancers, the myocarditis, the blood clots, the strokes, it is it is the the tragedy is almost unfathomable in terms of the havoc that is being wreaked on human bodies across the country. Okay. 700 million doses administered in the U S and these toxic deadly vaccines still have not been pulled from the market. We are close to that happening though. I think that this is going to be, um, this is going to be potentially a watershed moment. Uh, Steve Kirsch pushed out breaking, um, just the other day, he's been working diligently with attorneys across the United States of America, having forums and collaborations to see how we can penetrate the the liability immunity, the liability protection that COVID-19 vaccine manufacturers and local officials and government officials have enjoyed since COVID-19 as part of the emergency powers that were enacted, some of them in the CARES Act. Some of those protections were enacted in uh, the 1980s under the Reagan administration, which uh, protects vaccine manufacturers against liability, which is insane. It's absolutely insane. We've talked about this very often on the program. Well, there may now be a crack in the veneer. And this has to do with the discovery of SV40 contamination in COVID vaccines by McKiernan et al. Also, the discovery of human DNA in the vaccines, these contaminations. And so, this would count as now that we know this and this is uh, have, this has been corroborated by uh, multiple multiple sources we now then can move into potential liability and this is what Steve Kirsch tweeted out just yesterday which is huge tectonic breaking you can now sue mRNA COVID vaccine manufacturers for damage and the FDA is required to take the COVID vaccines off the markets now today. Why? 
because of adulteration. The plasmid bioactive contaminant sequences were not pointed out to the regulatory authorities. It's considered adulteration. He just got off the phone. Steve said, I just got off the phone with Professor Byron Bridal and Dr. Robert Malone on, on this, who he consulted, and he consulted multiple experts on this. Um, the Michigan Remdesivir case is very important precedent here, providing liability shield, um, proving that liability shields fall apart when there is undisclosed contamination of active ingredients. Okay, so this uh, this case, the Michigan Remdesivir case, in that case, the judge ruled that Congress did not um, plan to uh, extend the PrEP Act immunity to a drug that substantially deviated from the FDA approval and included glass particles. So this was a decision made by a judge when the when the substance or the countermeasure is contaminated, right, or adulterated. So it's not what the FDA actually approved. It's something different, which is adulteration. Then the then the FDA and the in the manufacturers uh, Pfizer and COVID do not enjoy immunity. Okay, so they got a different product. Steve Kirsch goes on. The FDA is now at a crossroads. Either they admit they know about the plasma contamination and fail to disclose that to the public into the outside communities, or they can claim they didn't know about it. Which in case Pfizer is liable. But we have the Pfizer documents that were given to the FDA, so we know that, that what the FDA got. And according to Steve Kirsch, I seriously doubt there's any disclosure of SV40 contamination, which he then cross-checked with Naomi Wolf, who was with us in Rochester just this past weekend. And all this was happening yesterday as everyone was traveling home from the summit. He consulted with Naomi Wolf. She is the expert. Daily Clout has been pouring through the Pfizer document dump, those hundreds of thousands of pages that the judge forced to be revealed after Aaron's series lawsuit. And she is confirming that um, there there was not any disclosure from Dr. Naomi Wolf reports that SV40 does not appear in any of the regulatory documents that Pfizer gave the FDA. So it's an active ingredient that was not disclosed. This makes it adulteration. This means the FDA is required to take it off the market now. So not only is Pfizer liable, according to these recent revelations, Moderna is also liable because that was adulterated as well. And the FDA now must take this off the market. And I think this is going to have legs. I think this is going to have legs. And so that is huge, huge news. Frankie is producing the show today with me. I don't have Owen because he's traveling back from another event as well. By the way, Frankie was the he was with us for the marathon nine hour summit uh, broadcast. Frankie, how are you doing? Blessed. Good. Good. Still recovering. Yes, I know. We're all still recovering. What do you make of this new revelation? I think that this could be, you know, the fact that so many brilliant people are just very diligently, quietly, diligently, quietly walking through this, gathering the evidence, disseminating this evidence and continuing to put it out. I, I do believe, and I said months ago that I think that these vaccines, they're going to crash and burn. And this is going to be as big, if not bigger than big tobacco going down. And remember the FDA and the CDC and all the, the medical journals back in, you know, the thirties, forties and fifties were, 
were promoting cigarette smoking as a health benefit, which is insane when you think about it today. But I think that that is what's going to happen with vaccines, especially given the fact that 98% of Americans have refused the COVID-19 most recent boosters. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that we could actually do this? Yeah, it's a, it's a, a big step forward considering I remember like two years ago, a little over two years ago, I was like working at, at a church and we were in the process of shutting down um, because of all the COVID stuff and everybody was getting vaxxed. My pastor mm. got the vaccine. He got so mm. sick. He was like out for like a whole week, like deathly sick. The whole family Awful. got sick. And I remember like I had to get the keys from the parsonage, which is where the pastor lives to open up the church. He lives right next to the church. Right. And um, he's asking us like, yeah, so you're like not getting the vaccine. I remember that so vividly telling him no. And so, you know, now we're here and I'm not trying to play the vindication game. A lot of people got sick and a lot of people got hurt from this, but it's so crazy how far we've come. Yeah, we have come very far, and a huge shout out to to Steve Kirsch. He's a good friend of the Shannon Joy Show. In fact, he was at the last, the very first summit for Truth and Wellness in the spring of 2023. And he just, he's like a dog with a bone. He will not let this go. He he works very quietly, very diligently, and just gathers the evidence, pushes it out, gathers the evidence, pushes it out, pushes it out to the right people who need to to see this stuff. But knowing that Children's Health Defense is on this, Bob. Kennedy Jr., Aaron Siri, Del Bigtree, that this growing body of, of work is now fully on display and ready to take down these vaccines, pull them from the market, along with the, the general consensus in the country, which is established by the 98% refru- refusal rate of the, of the most recent booster, booster, which is crazy, you guys. When you think of the amount of marketing, the amount of propaganda, the amount of shame and conditioning and coercion that we are seeing across the country, they can only muster today 2%. That creates a massive problem for the vaccine companies and for vaccines in general and for the credibility and the legitimacy of the CDC and the FDA and these massive pharma companies. And so this is all, I do believe that this is going to crash and burn. This is fantastic news. And I can assure you, we are going to be covering this and watching it very closely. We're working on getting Aaron Syrian for an interview and I'm reaching out to Steve Kirsch. I'd like to have him in the Joy Virtual Studio later on the week, uh, later on in the week to go over this. This is a big deal. We have now Dr. Robert Malone collaborating with Kirsch and Naomi. I know that um, McCullough is going to be tweeting out on this as well. This is a big, big deal, guys. So we're going to link that up. Make sure you follow me on Twitter so that you can grab that and push this out because I think that we are very close to taking down, down these vaccines. And if one state does it, one state, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, Surgeon General Latipo out of Florida. If we get one state to do this, the rest of the states are going to follow. And I could see completely pulling these vaccines from the market. Be a huge win. All right. We'll be back in a moment right here with Gal Shalev on the Shannon Joy Show. He is an eyewitness account. We're going to pivot to the Israel-Gaza situation today on the show and get the truth from someone who is on the ground, who has been an independent uh, citizen journal and content creator for many, many years. He was on Team Reality in the dark days of COVID-19. He fought extensively against COVID lies, lockdowns, and vaccine mandates, and is also uh, an expert on uh, CBDCs and Bitcoins. But he's going to be on with us today to talk about what's going on in Israel and giving us um, a very unique and 
and nuanced perspective of what is happening because there's a lot of division within not only uh, the country, many countries, but also even within the medical freedom community about what's going on there. He's going to give us some really great information when we come back right here on the Shannon Joy Show. It was six years ago when Quinn Pittman and his family started making goat milk soap and shampoo. Quinn was just nine years old. QP Goat Soap has turned into a successful family business thanks to you. Sandra loves it. you got to give it a try. Like I said, if people would just use the Quinn's goat milk soap because the oils are different. I have bought and at a flea market and have used before is uh, somebody's goat milk soap. But you can tell it's not as um, rich in lathering. So you've got the, the best oils and um, that you're using to make the best soap. You really do. Quinn has found the secret formula. By using the right amounts of goat milk, natural oils, and natural fragrances to create the best goat milk soap for your skin and goat milk shampoo for your hair. You'll never go back to what you've been using. Get yours today at QPGoatSoap.com. Thanks for listening to The Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. As you all know, the Joy family is super sporty. We all play volleyball. The kids are playing beach volleyball in the summer, high school volleyball in the fall. And right now we are traveling across the country almost every weekend, different city every weekend, playing club volleyball. And uh, the kids need good nutrition. Very difficult to be healthy on the road. Sometimes they're playing you know, up to five games a day, 10 games in a weekend, and they need the vitamins and minerals. They need the nutrition. And I'm so thrilled to partner up with Field of Greens, so that they can get all of the vitamins and the nutrients and the nutrition that they need to supplement their regular diet and keep them full of energy and healthy on the court. Also, healing after these long tournaments is really important. And the product line over at Field of Greens is fantastic. It is an easy way to make sure that your family is getting the nutrients that they need all natural every single day. Go to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And plug in the promo code Shannon. You can check out their whole lineup of products. And if you put in that promo code Shannon, you'll get 15% off your order. So we're super excited to partner up with them and looking forward to a super healthy, super healthy 2023. Welcome back everyone to the Shannon Joy Show. Make sure you use the Joy promo code at qpgoatsoap.com. That's J-O-Y for the promo code so that you can get 10% off. Also, we are so thankful for our friends over at Augusta Precious Metals. Please text right now, J-O-Y to 68592. That is J-O-Y to 68592 so that you can get your gold IRA company integrity checklist. So many Americans are looking to switch over their investments and back them with 
gold and silver, physical gold and silver. And I'm talking about your IRAs, your 401ks. There's a way to do it. It is a lot easier than people think, but there are a lot of companies out there buying for your attention and there are a lot of gold companies out there. Uh, it's sometimes hard to know which ones to trust. That's why Augusta Precious Metals has put together the IRA company integrity checklist so that you can uh, can be aware of of the tricks and the you know some of the manipulations out there and decide for yourself which gold company is best for you so please text JOI to 68592 or go to Augusta You can learn all about them. Um, I use Augusta Precious Metals. I buy silver and gold from them and they're amazing. The process is a lot easier than you think, as I mentioned before, and they will take great care of you. They don't do the manipulative selling or the doom selling or the fear selling, no um, like pressure tactics or anything like that. And that's why I really, really trust this company and feel very comfortable recommending it to all of you. So JOI to six. 8592. You can learn all about the folks over at Augusta Precious Metals. Okay. I am so thrilled to welcome into the Joy Virtual Studio um, an amazing guest who's been waiting very patiently. We've had some technical difficulties today on the program. I apologize for that. But uh, Gal Shalev is in Israel. He is experiencing the, the horrific attacks, everything that is happening right now, this um, conflict that is um, just horrifying to watch. He has three small children, two babies and a seven-year-old. He's a father. He's a content creator. Um, and he started creating content, actually content back in 2017 at the height of uh, the Bitcoin breakout. Um, and as I mentioned in the last segment, he has fought extensively with us on the side of freedom in his own country of Israel. He was previously a Canadian, recently moved uh, just a few years back to Israel and has been fighting against lockdowns, forced masking, vaccine mandates, along with us in Israel for many, many years. He is a freedom fighter, and he's going to give us his perspective on what is happening in Israel in context of the Gaza-Israel conflict today. Gal, thank you so much for so patiently waiting <laughs> to, to get to this interview with us. I know that we don't usually have these tech difficulties, but you are a really good sport, and I really appreciate you being with us. I want to keep you on for the rest of the show and just give you as much time as you need to tell everyone you know, the truth about what is happening in Israel. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me, yes. Shannon. Let's start first. I mentioned you're a dad, you're you know, father, you have two babies, um, a seven-year-old. I cannot imagine. I mean, Israel is a very small country. You're just miles away from some of the worst fighting and the worst conflict. I, I cannot imagine having a, a family and um, you know, wanting to protect your family in the midst of this type of chaos. Can you update us on, on what the situation is in Israel and how you are, how your family is, and where things stand today? Yeah, I mean, um, look, in Israel, we're, we're unfortunately pretty used to, to having conflicts uh, mm. with, uh, with Gaza, or, uh, with the Palestinians. Um, but I, I think it's still very important for people to know that there's, there's two, just over two million um, Arabs and Palestinians living within, the, within Israeli borders. So we live side by side. We go to work together. They service us. We service them. They employ us. We employ them. Just a mm. normal country with which is multicultural and it has around two million Arabs in it. Um, wow. So it's very important to, to understand that Israel is not void of Arabs. Um, it's mm. something that's kind of um, 
maybe it's not talked about often, but I think that's what people imagine when they imagine Israel. They imagine Israel kicked out all the Arabs from 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 Israeli land, and there's Jews, and then there's there's uh, yeah. the Gazians. But that's uh, that's the furthest thing from the truth. And we're very used to, unfortunately, we're very used to getting rocketed. We get rocketed all the time, constantly. Mm. They hmm. don't um, they don't come as far as Tel Aviv or or uh, other cities near Tel Aviv or near the airport um, constantly. Usually it's more on the on the cities that are in the south, um, like Sterot and all those other villages that you heard about in the last two weeks that, um, that got right. ravished. But Israel is constantly getting barraged with rockets and, and mortars and, and all kinds of stuff. And they live in constant fear and in constant um, running to the safe rooms and running to wow. to cement buildings just to, to, to take care of themselves. And that's their life on a daily basis. So there's mm. never really peace. Mm. But in terms of the cities that are outside that are more like Tel Aviv and where I live, which is just uh, near the airport, um, we'll have these things happen, you know, once every couple of months where there's a barrage of, of of missiles over. So when this happened at six, you know, six thirty or towards seven o'clock in the morning on Saturday, I didn't even get out of bed. I just I heard the siren and I was just too lazy to go to the safe room. Wow. And I was just like, okay, this is just another this is just another one timer. And um by the time we woke up, um by the time I started looking at my phone at eight o'clock in the morning with my kids, that's when um that's when it all started. So that's it's, oh, it's terrible. If you're at, if you're yeah, so it is terrible, especially at the point where I found out that the people that I saw running away from the party are actually all my friends. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of parties in in the south and on Saturdays, and there's a lot of um, and it was a holiday. It was a Jewish holiday. So until I knew that it was the Nova, which is literally my best friend's organization, um, I, I I was pretty clueless as to how bad oh. this is going to get. For me, yeah, for me on a personal level. Yes, let's talk about that personal level because one of the, you know there is so much coming out from Israel, um, you know that people don't know what to trust. They don't know, and that that is the source of some of your frustration. Uh, you took to your car a little over a week ago to kind of reestablish within you know the freedom movement which you are part of the medical freedom movement you are uh, you know uh, close with Efrat Fenigsen who was on with with Brett Weinstein Dark Horse podcast talking about the concerns uh, with you know the Israeli government and and the lack of protection there also um you know so you, you what you're seeing is this you know a a dangerous thread of people saying that it didn't even happen that that the the atrocities that that you witnessed that people you know who you are very close with were witness to at that time didn't even happen right that this is another one and we I think we're all so we're also wary of propaganda. We're so wary of the fake conflicts and the false flags and, you know, the government created crises that, that sometimes you can go down a path where, where you are denying your own eyes and ears. And that's what you, 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 was very important to you a little over a week ago that, that you are there. And, and I, I say this, you are not the only person that I have spoken to, uh, personally, who is in Israel and is has this has the same testimony. So, can you just address that because that is one th- er- one thread that I was very surprised with. I mean, I understand skepticism, but but you witness. I mean, you were friends with 
the promoters and the creators of the music festival where a lot of the, the atrocities occurred. And you also know people, you've attended funerals, you know people personally who were just, just, I mean, horrific, horrific acts of violence. Can you speak to that quickly? Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's a lot to unpack because I, I, I think, you know, if, if we look at the the movement against COVID, and let's just let's just put it under the umbrella of conspiracy theorists, right? Even though we right, were, we were all we conspiracy the theorists, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but but we we wore it as a badge of honor, like we for us it was like a PhD, you know what I mean? Because anybody who yeah. who saw COVID for what it was was actually being very uh, brave on the one hand, but very. Uh, uh, very good at critically thinking and seeing through the BS and and just just doing the right thing. Right. In, in and indeed, of, it was a conspiracy. Their own health, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, right? And um, but it's like I I try to put it in words. Um, in the last, it's like the, it's like the paranoia that saved us through COVID. Uh, I'm seeing it as a as kind of like a poison uh, mm. at the moment when it comes to what's happening in Israel because. The problem is, is that the same, how could I put it? The same media and the same heads of state and the same people that were pushing COVID are now on the side of Israel, right? Like they're, they're, mm. they're kind of like siding with Israel. So you're like, okay, right. these are my enemies. And if my enemies are siding with Israel, then Israel, this must be like BS. This must be fake. Mm. This must be, but really people need to understand even, it doesn't matter what you think about 9-11 whether it was an inside job, whether it was really uh, a few terrorists got on a plane and they smashed into it. Nobody's arguing about the fact that three and a half thousand people died. Right. right? So why is there, so right. why is there an argument about the people who died in Israel? Whether this is a, what you, if you want to call it a psyop, you need to, you need to explain yourself. Do you mean this is a psyop, mm-hmm. like nothing happened and this is all on the news? Or do you mean, you know, uh, big players allowed for Hamas to enter Israel to ravish 1400 people in order to have legitimacy to go to war. That's mm. a possibility. Right. But so to, you're not denying but to deny that the as... fact that my friends, that my friends are dead. And the last friend that we found was so burnt to a crisp that we needed to wait for DNA to arrive for us to be able to bury him, to know that it's him. Then I'm sorry. You're not, you know, me and you, we can't be on the same reality because you're, you're allowing you're allowing MSM to ruin reality for you because right. at the end of the day, an event happened. But if you're going to say that anything the media tells me didn't happen, then you're going to miss reality altogether because mm. what, that's in, on my part because it hit home so hard. It's inhumane for me. Do you understand? Oh, you're, yeah, you're denying your own humanity because the atrocity did happen and, and you witnessed it. And I think that's an important distinction that you're making right now. There are all kinds of ideas about uh, what happened on 9-11 and why it happened and how it happened, right? But there is no debate as to it happening, you know, the, the, it, it, exactly. you know, the, the, the people died, the, the tragedy occurred and very quickly into the discussion about Israel and Gaza, we moved very quickly into, this is not real. This is fake. And f- quite frankly, I think it has to do with the fact that y- the Ukrainian conflict in so many ways, you, you could tell that, that a lot of it was, was propaganda. And I'm not saying all of it was, but the Ukraine thing was almost blatantly obvious this is this is a completely different situation and you were i mean when i i talked to you 
um, briefly, you know, you are were on your way to the site of the of the festival. You have been to multiple funerals. When we come back, I would like to talk to you about um, what you saw and, um, you know, what the status is today of the conflict. And we will talk about the Israeli government's role and what was happening in Israel in the 30 to 60 days prior to this horrific attack, the, the political, um, you know, wrangling that has been happening. There's been a lot of of um, discord in Israel over the government, a lot of it coming from COVID-19 and the, in the mass vaccination and the lockdowns and everything. So um, when we come back, I'd like to just get your thoughts on, on, on all of those topics as we continue this discussion with a um, very important voice out of Israel, Gal Shalev. Um, he is an Israeli-Canadian uh, journalist. He's a content creator, independent, and uh, witness to the atrocities that happened that I think we need to establish once and for all, without a shadow of a doubt, happened. Uh, then we move on from there, whether the government was co- complicit in this or whether they were um, negligent, that is to be decided. But when we come back, we're going to continue with Gal Shalev right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Doesn't your dog deserve the best shampoo? Quinn Pittman not only makes the best goat milk soap and shampoo for you, he also found the secret formula for your dog. Here's Tanya. As the owner of a Labradoodle that's very active on our three acres, I have tried several pet shampoos to keep him clean and the home smelling good. Nothing has worked as well as Kewpie Goat Soap's pet shampoo. It cleans really well, it lathers, it is great on fleas, and best of all, it smells amazing. I will never buy another product again. And I know that when I buy from QP Goat Soap, I'm supporting a local family that shares my values. And that is really important to me. Family values. That's what drove Quinn and his family to create a successful family business that makes the best goat milk soap and shampoo for you and your dog. Get yours at QPGoatSoap.com. Thanks for listening to the Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, I am so psyched to be working with the folks over at Colonial Metals Group. You guys know that I am all about personal empowerment, never living in fear or waiting for some politician to save you. Being at the whim of the stock market or the current administration does not make me feel safe or secure, but having a self-directed IRA where I can safely store physical gold and silver assets that have stood the test of time makes a lot of sense to me. Let the team of experts at CMG help you protect your family's future. Maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you're already in a 401k or an IRA, or maybe you're thinking about your parents' retirement. Regardless of your situation, Colonial Metals Group can help. We put together a special offer for this audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver. Don't sit around waiting for a politician to save you. Save yourself, protect your wealth, and call Colonial Metals Group today.
Welcome back, everyone, to the Shannon Joy Show. I simply cannot fathom um, being a mom and living in a situation where an emergency could happen at any moment, the sirens going off, being in the safe rooms. Um, and it's just a reality that I think many of us here in the United States and in most countries cannot relate to uh, the, the daily life of the people in, in Israel, as you know, they're they're hit with rocket attacks periodically, and the most recent, just disastrous and and horrific attack from Hamas. It reminds you that you always want to be prepared in an emergency, and there is preparation. You want to have food and water. You want to have your ammunition and your firearms, but you also want to have very vital prescriptions. And this is where our friends over at the wellness company come in. They are amazing. And uh, I have my emergency medical kit from the wellness company. It features some of the most common prescription medications that you would need that would be at your fingertips in the case of an emergency, whether it's a natural disaster or a blackout, brownout, or a political type of situation. You always want to make sure you have those prescriptions re uh, ready. It also is the only, only emergency medical kit on the market that features ivermectin. So I'd like you to go to getwellwithshannonjoy.com right now today. That's getwellwithshannonjoy.com right now, and you can put in your promo code SHANNONJOY. You'll get 10% off. And also, you know, everything at the on the website, they have a great line of supplements that have been um, approved by Dr. Peter McCullough friend of the Shannon Joy Show, and also that awesome telehealth service. They have the medical doctors, the nurse practitioners, the holistic healers. They have the, the uh, pediatricians and the pharmacists. And, you know, when you need a second opinion or you just need a doctor, you can go to getwellwithshannonjoy.com. That's getwellwithshannonjoy.com. They will provide that to you. So thankful for their sponsorship here on the Shannon Joy Show. We are back with Gal Shalev. He is an Israeli citizen. He is a content creator and citizen journalist and uh, has been commenting and reporting on the situation in Israel. He is a firsthand account. Gail, welcome back to the Shannon Joy Show. So thank you, th thankful for your voice and your perspective on this because I think you're threading a needle here. This is a very hot topic, difficult topic, divisive topic. And there is, it, when I say thread a needle, I mean like it, it, the nuances on this are very important. And I think you're striking them. I think you're striking that balance. Um, before we get to the discussion with Efrat Fenixen and Brett Weinstein, the Dark Horse podcast a little over a week ago, and we addressed some of the concerns of, of some Israelis about the government response to the attack on these towns and villages in this festival um, just a little over a week ago. Can, can you speak to, I, I want to really just, um, I just want to establish, um, you know, your account of, of what happened, the extent of the violence and the atrocities. I, I believe it was over 1400 people tragically were just massacred. Um, and that count is likely growing, but, um, what did you see? What did your family experience? And what was your experience with that? If you can provide that to the audience, please. Um, again, personal experience in terms of um, the unending rockets that are coming our way. So we're always going into the safe room. Um, yeah. We're having nonstop, um, nonstop sirens going off. And if it's not here, then it's the city next to us. So even if it's the city next to us, 
we're going into the safe room anyways because the the, mm. the booms like the when when they explode whether they land or they explode in the air with the iron dome uh it scares the kids so they they feel safer yeah. in the safe room but but beyond that i mean that's not even a for me that's not even an issue mm. um the biggest issue of course was having so many friends and acquaintances that are either dead still missing or survived and are, are in complete you know in complete shock because at the end of the day what happened whether it was at the festival or whether it was at these villages a hollywood movie couldn't have created this this is the, the stories that i'm hearing from first-hand accounts from my friends yeah. that, that came home with shot up cars bullet mm-hmm. holes in their cars windows smashed um uh, some obviously in the hospital after surgeries getting uh getting bullets taken out of them or uh or or accidents that they've been in because of how they were driving to try and get away or the running that they were doing and and yeah i mean the stories are are incredible and each story on its own is just insane and because this was a party that um or the festival w- was so involved with the people that that are literally my friends and we travel together and we go to festivals right. overseas then i then i get to hear so many of the stories and it feels like it's it's really at home so a lot of the times I've been on the other end watching things on TV and giving it critical thoughts. You know, what do I think is PSYOP here? What do I think is... And I can totally understand and I can totally sympathize with people who are asking a lot of questions. I'm, I'm 100% yeah. fine with that. And I think I think they should. Mm. Um, but again, where, where I think the, the, the line needs to be drawn is to think that nothing happened or that nobody right. died. Or if they died, it was, right. it was crossfire between IDF and Hamas. This is... Guys, we were slaughtered. We were... Absolutely slaughtered, slaughtered. and mm. and and uh, women were raped, and they were burnt alive, and their eyes were taken out, and there there are things that I can't even say, um, or I wouldn't have even feel comfortable saying uh, on the microphone to people to understand the atrocities, the evil, be beyond anything that you could really try and imagine. Like uh, the worst stories that you've ever heard about ISIS is kindergarten compared to what happened. Here. Oh my word, my word! I'm so sorry. And, and you're and you're still. I mean, you're still grappling with this today. You mentioned that there are friends, family, acquaintances that are still missing, that have not been located, that may have been kidnapped, um, that you guys are still dealing with. I just, I can't even imagine it, Gal. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So I mean, it is what it is, right? So yeah. So so at this point, um, I'd like to ask you about the the gap in time in response by the Israeli government and the IDA the IDF, which you've you've heard some discussion on, right? Um that that certain things didn't make sense. You know, the 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 um response time, the emergency alerts. You mentioned that uh, Efrat mentioned that, you know, the, the fencing along the border of Gaza and Israel is so sensitive that if a, a small animal or a cat, you know, comes up on it, that it sets everything off. There are some rumors about the Iron Dome malfunctioning. There are rumors about the IDF not being deployed for four to six to eight hours, that it was just a complete slaughter, to to use the, your word. Um, and people are incredulous that the, you know, the Mossad, uh, you know, that that um, organization didn't know if something was being planned for an entire year. It just, it, it, um, people can't believe that this could have happened, um, unless there was just massive, massive, um, negligence by the Israeli government or something more nefarious. 
What are your thoughts on that? So this is where I'm, you know, it's like, it's, it's like a double-edged sword. This is where I'm mm. actually very glad that I'm, that I'm so close to the event in terms of um, the knowledge that I can kind of extract from people who were there and mm. not having to, not having to just rely on mainstream media or, or right. government uh, news sources or, or anything like that. And when you're this close to the event, it, it sheds a light on uh, on how many things can go wrong and how much mm. it could look like this is a complete setup. Now, I'm going to separate two things, if you allow me. Sure. There's the separation between what happened on the fence, and it's not even just on the fence. I mean, the fact that these people were able to be – these were professionals. Like, the people who came into Israel, super professionals. Like, these these were – Assassins. Were put, uh, or, or uh, yeah, like just pure assassins. And, and you know what, about 2000 of them came in that day. They, they say anywhere between 2000 and 3000, a lot of them were just normal Gazians who, who took advantage of the situation and it came and they stole and they raped. And mm-hmm. even if they killed, they killed with a hammer. They didn't really kill with a gun. Like there, there was, there was about a, a couple of hundred to a thousand Gazians, just normal citizens that just ran over the, and took advantage of the situation. But when you look at the mur- like the, the murderous ones, the, the killers, they were absolute professionals. You, mm. If you see the body cam, if you see the you see what they were able to do to other soldiers, or the way that they um, um, came into a to a uh, an army base, just the way they moved, the, the knowledge that they had was incredible. In order for like for me as 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 a, as a person who thinks logically, in order for for Hamas to be able to practice like that anywhere in Gaza, anywhere in Gaza. That's impossible for for our intelligence not to see. To have mm. uh, fifty trucks with these massive, with with these massive armaments on top of right. them, with these huge guns, and you you can't drive that thing for two minutes around right. Gaza without anybody, you know, without the, the eyes in the sky seeing you and and taking it. Sure. Out. So this is beyond my this is beyond my scope of expertise. I think anything that I think is what your your audience thinks, and we can go back and forth with ideas, but none of us really have mm. the knowledge to, to, to be able to come and say, hey, I put my finger on this. This is where they went wrong. This is where the conspiracy is. 100% something is wrong here. 95% something is wrong. Of the Israeli, yeah, oh, 95% of the Israeli something citizens are saying it. Our, our mainstream media says it. You know, they have wow. questions. Everybody has mm-hmm. questions, right? Now, you also got to take into account that for the past, I don't know, six months, eight months, um, hundreds of thousands of people are on the street trying to yeah. kick BB out of the government, right? So you have mm. a you have a, a society that's absolutely against this government, over fifty percent. Right. Wow! And and you have yeah, so you have this whole uh, um, this whole situation kind of coming to a boiling point. If I have to put my finger onto what happened on the day, I would just like you guys to try and think of any other situation that you can think of where. You could think of the situations of sometimes in America where you see that there's situations of uh, shootings in schools and the police arrive and, and they don't know what to do because they don't know if it's a hostage situation and they don't know if it's a situation where this person is not looking to take anybody alive. They want to kill everybody. You might as well come in there. Even if two more die, it's, it's worth coming in there to kill them so they don't continue to kill you others. Or is this a hostage situation where we got to take a step back, wait, mm-hmm. Let the people who are in charge take control. And this is, what, this is what happened in Israel in terms of the stories that I'm listening to. Because when, when it hit the fan, I'm sorry if I'm, if 
from swearing. It's all right. We'll bleep when, that out when, when, <laughs> for broadcast. <sorry>. So when, <laughs> That's okay. so when, when, so, so when it hit the fan, I'll give you my friend's perspective. Who's the main organizer of the party telling me his side of the story. He had to scream at an army. I don't know what it's called in English. Let's just call it a general. Of the, okay. of the of the of the of the south right like somebody yeah. that he's already in contact with he knows on a personal basis right and he's calling him and he's and he's telling them listen we're being slaughtered right like we're being slaughtered get, get me soldiers here now and there's an army base probably two kilometers away like you can literally walk there and and one of his managers from the party who got shot his car is all shot up brought his car all the way over there to the to the army base and he's begging them to come to the party and save them oh my word nobody wanted to nobody knows what to do like nobody wants to take responsibility they don't know if they're supposed to leave their army base because who are you talking to you're talking to a few soldiers right soldiers so there was a breakdown there was a yeah there was there was a complete breakdown of anything that is natural to think of when you when you have a mission then there's a mission. You go out and you do it. Right. But when something happens out of the blue, soldiers can't take things into their own hands because they'll find themselves in jail. You guys might think this is a wild, wild west, but if you take things into your own hands in Israel, if you shoot somebody just because you felt like it, because you thought you were scared that it's a terrorist, you can go to jail. Like there's rules oh, sure. of engagement, right? Sure. So all these people, this is how they live on a daily basis, hour to basis, like hour, hour after hour. This is how they live. They have rules. Yeah. And when this guy came with a shot up car begging for help, nobody knew who's going to take responsibility. Like what? Are we just yeah. going to run over there? A few soldiers? You know, right? what it, so, you know what it reminds me of, Gail? It reminds me of, you know, in COVID lockdown, all of the people on the front lines, the medical doctors, the, you know, hospital staff, local administrators, local health commissioners, all of these people were supposed to protect, protect their communities. Right. And they just followed orders. There was such a breakdown and it, there was, it was, it was so, you know, in terms of leadership from the top that it, they, they just kind yeah, of revert to complete impotence because they're, they just don't know what to do. And I would say, I mean, my guess would be that this is kind of a, this is a top down that, that there probably is something nefarious that happened there. And that's going to be for the Israeli people to figure out in the next you know, a few weeks and months, because now this is, this is hard to fathom. And I'm going to ask you when we go to break, I'm going to come back and ask you about, about this. I can't imagine if the Biden, and if there was violence in the United States right now, if the tens of thousands of young fighting age men who have been pouring over our border and have been deployed into our cities across the U.S., if they somehow, you know, have an uprising or start kind of terrorizing people in cities and there is is mass violence, I would be absolutely terrified if my government, as it is constituted today, issued martial law or issued another lockdown. I, I don't trust it. I know a lot of people in the U.S. right now, because of what happened with COVID-19 and because of what happened with the, that breakdown, the fact that the COVID-19 vaccines are still on the market, killing people in this country, the evidence is all there and there's no movement within our own institutions or our own government officials um, on the right or the left, that you have this situation where we have the people 
You have the local administrations and governments. You have the federal governments, which seem to be completely corrupted. You have enemies on the outside. You have Hamas and these these bloodthirsty, wicked terrorists coming over, trying to get over the border. You have people coming in from the north as well. You have, uh, you know, entire. Uh, armies that are being gen, you know, being geared up to come and invade. And so you have your enemies on the outside. But I also get the sense, and I don't know if this is the same in Israel, that we have enemies on the inside as well, right? Up at the top, that if you have governments that could deploy bioweapons to an entire population, which we had happened in the US and you guys had happened in Israel, then who are these people who are tasked with protecting you? It's almost like you have it's the people surrounded by these two enemies. And I don't know if I'm oversimplifying that or if that is – cause that's the way it seems in the United States of America. And I'm not sure if you guys are grappling with that in Israel. But when we come back, I'd like to ask you about that, if if that analogy is is somewhat close to what you guys are experiencing right now and what you think you can do moving forward to get to a place of truth and, and achieve justice – for what happens to your people and taking out Hamas and and making sure that they they pay for what they have done, but also um, rein in your own governments and and get to a place of truth there. I might be completely off, but I'm going to ask you about that when we come back. We are joined by Gal Shalev. He is a commentator, an independent journalist, and podcaster, broadcaster out of Israel. I witnessed the atrocities that have happened um, in in Israel over the past um, you know week and a half, almost two weeks, and uh, really, I think, threading the needle in terms of what is actually happening there. So we're going to be back to finish this conversation in a moment right here on The Shannon Joy Show. New details tonight on the 1963 assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. The alleged assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald, was involved in a CIA operation three months before the assassination. This project was said to be a covert CIA operation that was developing a top-secret vaccine and or a biological weapon. What they're doing is they're trying to kill Castro. In 1963, the world was a powder keg ready to explode. With the CIA holding a match to fuses on every continent. From Vietnam to Cuba, clandestine operations were being waged to preserve a fascist new world order, which emerged from the ashes of the Third Reich. Assassination teams within the CIA had their eyes on two sitting heads of state. Fidel, a few years earlier, had survived an agency-led coup d'etat. The other head of state, President John F. Kennedy, had scuttled that attempted overthrow and pledged to dismantle the agency, which was already planning his demise. U.S. soil was no longer sacred nor safe from the murderous reach of the CIA, which now reached ambitiously into the heartland of America and into the bayous of New Orleans. Not me, however, I'm a, a, a communist. A young girl found herself caught up in a clandestine covert operation to eliminate Fidel Castro. This wouldn't be a shot heard around the world, but rather a silent shot 
of super cancer-causing poison derived from a monkey simian virus called SV40. A team of fascists hell-bent on defeating communism directed by the CIA was formed in New Orleans. This den of vipers included the head of the National Cancer Society, the FBI's former head agent in mafia-controlled Chicago, and a paramilitary instructor who would bring in a double agent named Lee Harvey Oswald. This tale has everything from murder, espionage, a tragic love story, to bioweapons and the genesis of -of gain-of-function research. At the end of this, we'll have one dead doctor, multiple dead agents, and a dead president. I'm Shannon Joy. Stay tuned as I take you through the full story. Welcome back, friends, to the Shannon Joy Show. Today, we are talking with Gail Shalav. He is an Israeli independent commentator, broadcaster, podcaster, and um, he is reporting truth from Israel, which is so difficult to get to these days. There's so much propaganda out there, so many hot takes, so many angles, so many alliances, many of which we are not privy to. So much corruption from our government officials and entities, so many collapsed institutions, so much distrust that uh, dealing with all of this is sometimes difficult. You guys know I don't do hot takes. I tend to wait and take my time and try to find the best sources, people uh, who have been consistent over the years and who are sources of truth. And it takes a little while to do that. But I'm very thankful, Gail, for your perspective and your willingness to come on the Shannon Joy Show today to talk about these issues. I want to um, ask you, I mentioned in the last segment that um, that humanity finds itself in a difficult a difficult moment i think in in western democracies um like the us and throughout europe after 3 years of atrocities um regarding covid-19 and the vaccines largely largely inflicted on humanity by their own governments right so you have this great distrust um i think that that's the case in israel from what we've seen recently and so it's this tricky moment where you have the, the people tasked with protecting you and the people tasked with protecting the people and and advocating for the people um, are potentially the people that we need to we need to scrutinize the most that might not have our best interests at heart at the very at the very best and at the very worst might actually um, have um, nefarious nefarious intents for their populations. So is that something that that you see in Israel? And is it something that people are talking about and that you guys are grappling with? So it kind of brings me back to what I said at the beginning, whether, you know, like conspiracy theories is, is a spectrum, right? And, and mm. you have to decide what, what, what level of spectrum you're on. Um, there's, like I said, every, 95% of the people here are asking questions. Are everybody okay. asking the right questions? Are they all going deep enough? No. At the moment, the perspective that I'm trying to bring to your audience is that for me personally, as somebody who's a conspiracy theorist, as somebody who's always looking at the angle and trying to find the psyop and not believing. I call it a, I I call it a conspiracy realist. (laughs) 
<laughs> based on yeah. what we've seen. And, and, and right? I would agree. And I would agree. Yeah. Um, but as somebody that it, it has hit close to home, I'm seeing a lot of my friends, quote unquote, completely yeah. missing the ball. And, yeah. and where they're missing the ball is not whether there's a big um, conspiracy behind this, everything that's happening here in order to go to war, in order to bring forward, you know, the new world order or whatnot. You, could, you can take mm. all those and you can put it on a pedestal. But I think right. where my friends are losing it is, is where they think that nothing even happened or that people right. didn't suffer. And that right. hurts me on a personal level to see yeah. my friends both go into a direction that is so far off that it completely yeah. makes them lose uh, the ball. And obviously mm. the fact that my friends are dying for nothing, right. uh, my personal friends who have died and, and nobody's respecting their death, right? Like nobody's right. respecting the fact that they even died, regardless of what you think is, should be done in Gaza or against Hamas. It, that doesn't matter. But mm. not believing that they died. It's, it's just oh, such it's a disrespect to innocent people just it's because an, you it's, might hate. Yeah, it's a, it's a form of gaslighting. And it's, it is de- denying a reality in the same way that people deny the reality of bo- broken bodies here, the vaccine injured, and what happened in nursing homes and what happened in hospitals. Um, it's the same type of situation I, I see in Israel. And that doesn't mean that the government couldn't have that, that you have, you know, that you could have a corrupt government that um, certain actors did really bad things, which we've seen here in the U.S., but that doesn't really, you know, it doesn't deny the reality of the situation. And what you're seeing is, um, you know, an anti-Semitism. And and I know you you've mentioned you hate to use that word and you you're not the type I of person it, yeah. that throws around anti-Semitism. Um, you never have been that kind of person, but there is this knee jerk where, you know, when you say Israel, right? Well, there's a lot of, there's a, there's Israel, like the land, the physical land, there's Israel, the people, the, the people who, who live there and, and build lives and have homes and gardens and, and loved ones. And then there's the Israeli government, which is, and they're all separate. They're all different. And so you can't do exactly. this broad brush. It's the Jews. It's exactly. the, you know, and you hear the, from the left, it's just horrific, right? Um, that pro Hamas demonstration demonstrations all over the country. Um, people who who say that it's deserved because the Palestinians are oppressed. I mean, just really vile stuff that you're seeing from from the the anti Semitic left. But then also it's this conspiracy on the right, which you would say probably I don't even know if you guys do right or left, but it's this. Um, and like um anti they call it zionist or or you know where it's you know all jew it's basically a jewish conspiracy it's it's just jews and i'm like so can you help us understand all that cuz you're good at you're good with this one <laughs> like i i've heard you discuss yeah, and, it but and i'm going to be i'm going to be honest i'm trying to understand it myself cuz it's the yeah, first time i'm yeah. it's the first time i'm i'm witnessing it on on my own body where it's like right right the people that i thought who are my friends quote unquote on the right are completely right. turning against me in this whole yeah. lot. I'm not going to say no. I don't want to say nonsense because there, there's a lot of things that we're talking about that even I talked about that do have to do with Jewish powerful people. Call it the sure. You know, the, 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 fine, the you, you know you know what I mean. But we have to separate because those Jewish, um, fi, um, let's call it the financial banking system, right? They don't. I mean, they don't do this for me. They don't. They don't. They don't do this for other Jewish people in Israel. They don't right. do it for the Israelis. They do it for their right. own 
but right like they take care of themselves they happen to be jewish they don't practice mm. judaism they don't care about jews they 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 always fund both sides of the war at yes. the end of the day you have to decide what team you're on you're either on the team of the oppressed in terms of elites versus you know let's call it peasants right mm-hmm. or we you are. think that you have this double role yeah and or yeah. you think you have this double role where you're like okay, I'll be with the elites when it works for me and it suits me well, and I'll be against the peasants when it suits me well. It, it just it doesn't mm. work like that. Mm. This is divide and conquer. And if you're mm. going to sit there and you and I were best friends during COVID because we understood that there's an enemy against the people, but now you're kind of switching it around and you're putting me with the enemy because I happen to be Jewish or I happen to live in Israel, that's absolutely insane because I right. suffer just as much as you do, right? I don't right. get anything from these people. Just because they're Jewish... They don't speak for me. They don't make me rich. They don't give me a part of their, you know, uh, 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 wealth because I happen to be Jewish. I'm just as oppressed as everybody else. And so is everybody else in Israel. And we're, right, we're right. these pawns in a geopolitical 4D chess match. And the worst thing that could happen is that people literally take a side because mm. like, meaning they take a side against the people doesn't matter right, who the people right, are. Right. I'm not against Palestinians. I'm not against any of the people who are suffering in Gaza. Most of the Israelis will speak the same way as I do. Of course, it's really easy to find anecdotal videos of extreme Jews or Israelis spitting on Arabs or calling for the death of Arabs. Those are extremists. Those are, wow. not, the, those are not the norm. It's very easy to fall into these loops. There's people who are sending me like all these messages and trying to prove to me how bad Israelis are. And I'm like, dude, if you could show me one protest, mass protest above 5,000 people that are Jewish, that are calling for the death of Gaza or that are calling for the death of Palestine or calling for the end of Gaza, I will literally Mm. put down my microphone and I will do whatever it is that you want me to do in order to fight whatever it is that you, but you will not find it. Because the mm. Jewish people, they don't call for the death of anybody. They don't want yeah. to fight with anybody. And if there's a government or if there's an entity or if there's a puppet master on the top playing all these strings, you need to be able to separate between those puppet masters who, ha- who might happen to be Jewish or, a- a- and the people who are suffering underneath them. And I gave you uh, an example when we spoke the other day. And I'm like, most of the people on the right, they're Christian, uh, church-loving people. They believe in God. Imagine I blame them for every pedophile priest or for everything mm. that we know about the Vatican. Imagine I blame right. the, anybody on the right, any good citizen who's, who's a right. God-believing, church-going citizen. Imagine I blame them with a brush, right? I just took a brush and I blame them for anything that we think about the Vatican as conspiracy right. theorists, right? All the right. stories that we know and all the history that we know. So you just have to think about yourself. Are you involved with anything that the Vatican does? Of course not. Yes. Are Jews and Israelis all over the world involved with what Netanyahu is doing or what the, you know, the, the, the elite of the elite Jewish financial institutions are doing? Of course not. Right, right. I think that's a really profound and powerful point that you make because the United States, for all intents and purposes, I think we're a pagan nation, but we would be considered a Christian nation, right? Founded on Judeo-Christian principles, the majority of the people in the U.S. would ascribe to a, a form or a denomination of Christianity. And, and in no way, shape, or form 
does the Biden administration or the government construct as it exists today in my country represent what I believe, especially as a Christian and as a believer? And I agree with you that you have to separate the governments from their people and realize that we, the people, whether it's in Australia, New Zealand, the UK, Israel, Ukraine, the United States of America, we are continually being oppressed by our governments and manipulated by our governments. And it's hard to figure out, and you know, what they're going to launch at us, but you are absolutely right. The le- what we cannot do is play their game. We cannot allow them to divide us any longer. And again, you have black, white, male, female, Democrat, Republican, Christian, you know, Christian, pagan, or, or or atheist. You have all of these divisions that are are thrown at us. They're always trying to play us against each other. And I think like the big one, like the mother of all the divisions, at least right now geopolitically, is you know Israel Palestine, right? And so here we are going back to that same like most um, potent division that that they seem to want to exploit, right? To just continue the war machine, to continue the the endless wars, whether it's, you know, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Ukraine. I mean, it's it's never ending for them. And it's a multi-gazillion dollar industry, just like the pharma industry. And 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 so I think that I'm understanding what you're saying here. Um that that most Israelis believe Palestinians have a right to live and to build their own homes and gardens and, and, you know, but they want it, but Israelis also have a right to live and exist and have a homeland. Like, you, you know, so do you think, I guess this will be my last question. This is the big one. I mean, do you think that, that Israelis, cause now this is coming to you, to all of you, right. To grapple with locally on the ground. I can't be there. I don't speak the language. I'm not privy to all of your political intrigues and all of the nuances of Israel and the, you know, your relationships with Gaza. So I can't, I can't know it. It's, it's up to you guys, right. The, the people to kind of figure out what's going on here and not allow any of these external forces to, to exploit these, defi- these decisions, do you think that you guys can do it? What are the conversations happening in Israel right now, um, or do you think you you have you have a way to go with that? Like, where do you where do you see this going? Israel is a, in terms of countries, is 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 a teenager, right? Seventy five <laughs> years old. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, if 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 young. and 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 I made a video calling a lot of people hypocrites because. Anybody who's sitting anywhere in the world could just tell me what country they're from and I'll Google the atrocities that they carried out in order for them to be able to live with an iPhone right now, right? Mm. Sitting on a keyboard, telling Israel how they should behave. Your, your country has caused atrocities and did a lot of bad things in order to grow up to become whatever it is today, which is usually a westernized, democratic, free-loving country. But it, yeah. it, it caused a lot of atrocities in order to get there. Israel at the moment is a teenager that is still going through these uh, uh, immature and, um, and, and really hard decisions. And I'm not on either. Like, listen, I grew up outside of Israel. I'm back in Israel. From the age of eight, I was gone until I was 36. That was about eight years ago or seven wow. years ago or whatever. So, so I look at Israel from an outsider's perspective. This is not my mm. home in terms of my home. Like I, I just mm. live here now. I have kids here. I have a wife here. 
So it's okay. not like you're, you're looking at a Zionist, quote unquote, who's like all about having. But you know what? In the last couple of days or in the last few days, when I see these insane protests calling for the death of Israel, calling for the death yeah. of Jews and, and seeing people get stabbed on the street and, and it's like, I'm happy. I'm, I'll be a happy Zionist at the moment. I'm happy it's that moment. I have a country that can protect me and that I have mm. somewhere to stay right now. And I'm not afraid. I'm still afraid because anything could happen just like on Saturday. But at mm. least I know that there's some people with guns that could protect me from ignorant people thinking that they understand my life and they understand our geopolitics. Mm. I'm not an expert on anything that has to do. And, and I'm saying, really, I'm not an expert on anything that has to do about the historical facts of Israel versus the Palestinian and how everything came to the point where it has. Obviously, I have my opinions. I have my knowledge. I am no expert. What mm. I can tell you 100% is empirical facts, empirical facts. Two million Arabs live within Israeli borders at peace with us. I have friends. Okay. I have people yeah. who service me. My, my dentist, he's been at my wedding. He's Arab. Like I have my gardener. Like we, we service one another. We employ one another. We live we, we've side by side. We're partners for peace. Yeah. We're at peace mm -hmm. with, with Jordan. We're at peace with, uh, with Egypt. I visit in Egypt like once a year. So if we have proven as Israelis or Jews that we can be with a border, with a Muslim country at peace, and we visit one another and we can go over and we can really behave without war, then we have to ask why are we in such a bad situation with the Gazians or with the, or with the West Bank? And that is a whole conversation that we could have on a different time. I would just ask people yeah. to, to ask themselves, what would happen if Israel put down all its weapons and didn't do anything on that Saturday? Nobody oh, came yeah. even yeah. eight hours later. What would have happened? That massacre would have continued all the way from oh, the yeah. south to the north yeah. till every single Jew yeah. was slaughtered and dead. Yeah. What would happen yeah. if tomorrow Hamas put down all its weapons? Would the Israelis come into a ground invasion and kill all the Palestinians? Of course not. And mm -hmm. then people are always going to say stuff like, oh, well, you're still the occupier. You know, of course, it's easy for you to put. You can't win these conversations. There's, yeah. there's no winning. The only thing okay. that I ask, and the, the, the biggest reason that I wanted to come onto your show was because of this terror that I see in this community where I thought we're waking up in the last four years. And now I'm seeing that whatever it is, whatever that medicine was to wake people up is the medicine that might have me killed one day. And mm. that scares me. Yeah. Okay? Well, and that... Yeah, and that, and that is, I mean, we we certainly, th this is a nuanced um, subject, and it is meant to divide. I mean, even within the medical freedom community, uh, they are, you know, it's, it's fracturing. Um, but I think that, you know, from my perspective, um, I believe that, that Israel has the right, Israelis have the right to protect themselves, period. End of story. And they also have the right at this point to exact justice for what has happened. A horrible massacre has occurred in Israel. And that is, you can, you can set that aside. I also believe though, that it is very difficult in, in the same way that I do not trust my own government here in the U S especially after the poisoning and, and the administration of bioweapons to our, the vast major, majority of American population at the hands of the government, they still haven't pulled those from the market. Um, I do see governments right now as dangerous, most governments, including the Israeli government, as a danger to the people. 
So what we need to do is we need to straddle this in a way where we're, we are we are maintaining the necessary critique of our governments, but we are also not allowing them to divide us because that's kind of where they, they want us in fear. They want us in division. They want us locked down. We, they want us cowering and they want to keep the uncertainty and the chaos going because that's where they thrive. That's where they're able to amass more wealth and more power and more money. And so with this you know, happening in Israel, I'm praying for the Israeli people. I think you guys are up to it. You know, I think the fact that you are turning out hundreds of thousands of people over the past month, two months prior to this atrocity is showing that there is an awakening in Israel, similar to the awakening that I'm seeing in the U.S., as people realize that our governments have become corrupted and we need to just clean them out and clean house. Um, I think we need to maintain that focus. And so from my perspective, I'm praying for all of you, uh, my brothers and sisters in freedom in Israel, that that awakening will continue, that you will not fall into the traps of division, but that you will cling to the truth and you guys will be able to do that. And you guys do that there. And we're going to do that here with our own government, our own corruption and our own, because we have a big mess here that we have to deal with and the democide that happened. And I hope that that happens in every country. They're trying it in New Zealand. You're seeing a lot of movement in Australia as well. But I think we need to clean our houses and we need to um, just cling to those truths. And and I, I hope and pray that you guys will be able to do that. And I think you will. I think, you know, your voice is a, is a clarion call. Uh, Efrat Fenixen has done really great work. I know that there are people in Israel who are proclaiming that truth and, uh, and not falling into the trap. I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for that and, and just, and continue to pray for you and all of you. Because it's terrible. It's terrible. Thank you. Thank you for that support. It's very important. All right. And good voices is, is important for us to have right now. I thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, thank absolutely. You as well. Absolutely. Anything else you'd, you'd like to leave us with as we conclude our, our discussion? And uh, please keep keep up with me and let me know what's going on in there, you know, over at, at Israel um, so that we can, we can continue to report on the truth, but is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with as we finish up? Just, just remember that it's, it's, it's about divide and conquer. So all, yeah. you, we always say it about <laughs> other things. Just remember it when it comes to this right now. And, and it, it just, it, it's really for the people in Israel who are in the truth movement, seeing how people on the outside are kind of turning on us is, mm. is extremely, uh, it, it's even a little bit scary to, to, to be honest, yeah. because then we're like, okay, so who are we going to call? You know what I mean? When, mm. when our government's against us, or if they topple their own government, they think their government is for Israel. So they're going to want to topple their government and be against right. Israel. So they're going to be against me, no. right? As a person, yeah. as an individual. Yeah. And that, and that's kind of weird to me. So just remember that whatever it is. And of course, I don't want to talk about the fact that be consistent, please be consistent. Be consistent. If you're going to ask about every single every single death in Israel, if you want to see every single baby that died in Israel, please be consistent on the other side as well, because they're oh, also sure. propagating propaganda. And it, 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 you're not being consistent if you believe every single uh, uh, story coming from the other side, but you don't believe anything that's coming from this side. It's it's mm-hmm. fine not to believe, but at least be consistent. Don't believe either side. Well, and and Gal, that's how I find my sources. I really one of the things that I look for. I've been doing this for ten years, and one of the key um, 
the the key elements of what I look for in a in a guest or in a contributor on the show is consistency over time, and that's what I found with you. That's why uh, I wanted to have you on because you are displaying that consistency of principle over time on a host of different issues, whether it's it's the economy or cryptocurrencies or bitcoins or COVID nineteen lockdowns and in forced vaccination or on this. Um, you have a, a very logical theme of consistency in principle, which is just what we look. And you can agree or disagree with your analysis and, and yeah. you know, in what your thoughts are. But at the very least, we have to maintain our humanity and maintain um, our respect for humanity. And I also think to your point that this is, a, you know, a, a revealing moment. Sometimes you'll look at it, oh, we don't have who these were supposed to be our people and they're not with us. I can tell you here in the U.S. we're grappling with this, but I am very heartened, especially in the past few days, as people are getting their footing here on this. And yes, there are some voices, people who are revealing themselves as not consistent with the movement, and that's okay because maybe they need to step away from the movement for a while or we needed to know that about them. So you could look at it exactly. as a huge disappointment, right? Or as it could, this is one more step in this very painful process of getting to truth where okay. where we're refining the voices and the people that that we are relying on for the dissemination of truth. And uh, these moments reveal them. So- so good, right? As painful as it is, it is exactly. painful. Yeah. It is just like everything that happens in life, right? Absolutely. Well, Gal, um, God bless you and your family and you. your young, young babies and in your little girl and and I just pray for protection on your home and and everything that you do and that um, that certainly the truth will be revealed and that you guys will establish justice. You will get justice for what happened and then you will move on and do what you have to do with your own government and in Israel. All right. Thank you very much, Shannon. Thank you for. Yeah. Very good work. Very good work. Follow him on Twitter. It is Dr. Underscore Logical, Dr. Underscore Logical on Twitter. He is Gail Shalev. Thank you all so much for being with us today on the Shannon Joy Show. And thank you to our sponsors, Augusta Precious Metals, The Wellness Company, getwellwithshannonjoy.com, getwellwithshannonjoy.com. And of course, QP Goat Soap. Love that goat soap. Everyone's using it here in the Joy family, and uh, you'll be hearing more about them later in the week. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back tomorrow to do it all again right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Hey everyone, Shannon Joy for Connecta Mobile. So when I started my show 10 years ago, I would talk to my friends about privacy and the Fourth Amendment, and they would look at me like I had three heads. Now, fast forward to 2024, post-COVID, and everyone is talking about privacy. We are freaked out by AI, grossed out by government surveillance, and very aware that data is the new gold. Combine that with the new reality that your whole life and all of your data is on your phone and in the palm of your hands, making you a sitting duck for common hackers, corporate hustlers, or government spies. Are you going to let them get away with that? Well, I'm not. And that's why I use my Connecta mobile phone as the official business phone for Joy Media. That's because Connecta is the only phone company that specializes in security and privacy above all else. 
Call Connect to Mobile today and talk to a real person who lives in the United States about securing your devices and communications for as little as $35 a month. Their basic plan includes device encryption, encrypted text, and data, also a free phone. That's just the beginning. Call 941-246-2156 to talk to a representative. That's 941-246-2156. Or go to phone123.com slash joy today. That's phone123.com slash joy. Get securely connected today only with Connecta.